couple weeks ago, Sweden's state-owned mining company, LKAB, made a big announcement. A Swedish mining company says it's found Europe's largest deposit of rare earth elements. Rare earths. Something called rare earths. Rare earths are used in a wide range of products, including iPhones. The valuable metals are also key in renewable technology, like wind turbines and electric cars. The deposit is a source of hope for the West because the minerals could help speed up Europe's path to clean energy. The rare earth deposit is buried in Sweden's northernmost town, Karuna. Our colleague Kim McRail traveled to this town in the Arctic Circle to check it out. It's about 5.40. It's pitch black here. It has been uh, very dark for several hours, actually, um, because the sun here only is up for a couple of hours. When I walk, I can hear the snow sort of squeaking beneath my boots. Um, It's... uh, the, the ground everywhere here is, is covered in snow. Karuna may be home to perhaps the largest rare earth mineral deposit in Europe. But mining that deposit is facing a challenge. So there's a group of people that are very unhappy about this. Sweden's Sami people. They're indigenous people in northern Sweden. They've lived in the area for thousands of years. And have been herding reindeer for hundreds of years in in the area, and they would really not like to see this deposit be mined. Sami people say mining this new deposit would harm the land and endanger their way of life. It will be controversial. It will be a fight over these minerals. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, January 30th. Coming up on the show, the fight over Europe's rare earth elements. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. Sami people are traditionally nomadic, spread across Nordic countries in Russia. There are about 20,000 Sami people in Sweden. And these days, some of them live in Karuna. They're about 100 miles north of the Arctic Circle, so they're far up there. It's farther north than I've, I've been before. Um, I'm actually I'm from Canada. I'm from a city where I'm used to getting a lot of snow and cold weather in the winter. But being in the Arctic is a totally different experience. Sami people are no strangers to dealing with mining in Karuna. The town has been home to what's now believed to be the world's largest underground iron ore mine. The major iron ore mine that exists there right now, it was opened up more than 100 years ago. When it first opened, it was the surface mine. And and over time, they started to mine underground. So it's really, really deep. I went into it. I went down about 1,500 feet below the surface. It goes way, way further than that. When you're in this town, can you feel or sense how close this iron ore mine is? 
for most parts that I remember looking out across the horizon from, especially if you're on a, a bit of a high point, you can see where the mine is. When you're in the old part of town, you can see the industrial activity of the mine kind of between two mountain peaks and smoke rising from that. And I've heard that you can hear explosions in the middle of the night if you're in the older part of the town, uh, which is the blasting in the mine. By the old part of town, Kim means what used to be downtown Karuna. That's because a few years ago, the whole town had to pick up and move. And not just the people, the buildings too. It was a billion-dollar undertaking that's been called the world's largest urban resettlement. For a hundred years, the mine has followed the path of the iron ore. And eventually, that path led it right below the town. So they're getting closer and closer, and it's causing the structure of the ground above the mine to shift. Cracks were forming. Underground pipes were at risk. And in May 2020, mining activity had to stop due to a 4.1 magnitude earthquake. What kind of a danger does that pose to the town above it? Yeah, I mean, the, the dramatic way of thinking about it is the idea of like kind of a sinkhole opening up underneath the, the town. So they moved the whole town? Yeah, well, there's, they're still working on it. So the original center of Karuna is actually, it's about two miles to the west um, in the direction of the, the big iron ore mine. In the meantime, the mining company, LKAB, is paying residents 125% of their home value to resettle. Apartments are being demolished, and entire buildings are being transported by truck. The whole move is expected to be completed by 2035. One of the big buildings that they have to figure out how to move next is uh, this historic wooden church that I actually visited that's in the old part of the town. It was once voted, I think it was the most beautiful building in Sweden, um, and that's another one they have to figure out, like how to, how to dismantle it, how to bring it to the new part of town. That sounds really high stakes, moving Sweden's most beautiful building. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then there are Sami people who've long seen mining in northern Sweden as a threat, especially to their centuries-old practice of reindeer herding. There's a lot of frustration among Sami people in the area about the mine and developments they say have really impacted their ability to work with reindeer in the area. You know, it's forced them to, to change where they bring their reindeer. It, it's come with a lot of, of noise, a lot of changes to the terrain, and all of that's disrupted their lifestyle. Now, some Sami people are worried because there's a possibility of a new mine in Karuna, this time for the extraction of those rare earth elements. Elements with names you've probably never heard of, way down at the bottom of the periodic table. With apologies to anyone who studied chemistry and, and will know something about this, um, I'm going to grab a periodic table. Here we go. They start with lanthanum to lutetium. Lutetium, lutetium, lanthanum, cerium, praseodymium, neodymium, promethium, samarium, parasideridium. <laughs> I also was not a chemistry major, if you can tell. <laughs> they're difficult to pronounce, but they're also important for fighting climate change. They're crucial for building things like wind turbines and electric vehicles. Policymakers think it's a pretty big deal in Europe because the need for rare earth elements is big and is expected to grow by something in the range of 400% by 2030. They're used in all sorts of 
you know, high-tech products and they're important for the transition to clean technology. The mining company says there's one million tons of it buried next to the Karuna iron ore mine. It sounds like a lot. Is that a, is that yeah. a lot when it comes to mining? Right. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it is a lot. The company at least says that that's an amount that should be enough to supply a lot of the need that Europe's going to have going forward. The hope with looking at this deposit and potential mine is that it could be a supply for Europe, a, a, a European supply of rare earth minerals for the West, a supply that comes from somewhere that's not China. Mining this deposit could make Europe more independent. And Swedish officials hope they can mine these minerals in a safer and cleaner way than how it's done in China. But in this remote region of northern Sweden, a place where life has already been reshaped by a century of mining, it's not geopolitics that Sami people are thinking about. It's saving their livelihoods and their culture. Now uh, we also hope that uh, other EU countries will uh, hear our clear voice and consider if it's worth to, to sacrifice our culture and the only indigenous people within the EU. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. Shortly after LKAB's announcement this month, Kim met with two Sami activists. Can I just ask you to, just for a moment, introduce yourself, your full names, um, and where you're from and where your family is from? Yeah, sure, okay, I could go ahead. Uh, Thomas Kochman and I'm a member of the the Gabna reindeer herding community. Uh, From here, always been here, always will be. Uh, Thanks. And my name is Karin Kvarfortnia, and I'm a reindeer owner. And my family has graced these lands since time memorial. And hopefully we also have a future here, but it doesn't look that bright right now. They brought her to a spot overlooking Karuna's mining activity. She could see dark plumes billowing between two hills. Do you mind actually just describing for me what we're looking at? That used to be a mountain. Yeah, and you can see the the smoke rising from where the mine is and where the lights are. And then further, and I guess this is another mountain, off to our right, 
we see the windmills. Um, and the railroad track and the major road. and Right. If iron was Sweden's past, rare earths could be part of its future. But Sami herders worry that any new mine for rare earth metals would endanger their culture, which relies on the reindeer. I mean, I think it's a huge part of their history and, and the way that they live and their traditions. And so losing the reindeer would be like taking away a central element of, of what makes them who they are. It's a form of livelihood. And so, you know, economically, it would be quite devastating, but culturally, at least is devastating because that is um, part of their identity. Karin and Tomas say development of the rare earth's minerals deposit could erase one of their community's last reindeer migration routes. Right here where we're standing, this was the old migration route, which we took going east uh, every year for as long as people can remember. Many, many, many a hundred, many millennia before Kirna as a town actually came to be. Uh, but then during the 50s, it got shut down because, because of the mine and because of the city. Uh, my family last used this migration route in 1948. Then, of course, we got pushed outside. We either had to take the, the southern route on the other side of, of the mine or the northern route. And then again, throughout history, we've had our migrational routes destroyed uh, by other activities, not only because of the mine, but because of the, the airstrip, like building in general. I think it's like the five times before we had to do that. That we had to Five change our, had to, to move change the migrational route, yeah. And now we only have one left, and that's the one that El now probably want to, to shut down. This is um, the one where the new deposit the, they're talking yeah. about is located? Yes, it's behind. While they stood there talking, a pack of snowmobiles started ripping through. It looked like a bunch of joyriders. I'll just let them go by if that's okay. <laughs> How many snowmobiles is that? And they Four, are just uh, playing around. Yeah. Mm. Big toys for small boys. <laughs> noise like this spooks the reindeer, preventing them from grazing. But it's not just noise. Karin says hundreds of reindeer have been killed by trains that haul minerals for the mine. The Kim asked Tomas about the government's argument that mining for rare earths is for a greater good and that it would help the West move away from fossil fuels. What, what do you think of what the European Commission, the European Union, the Swedish government, and the company have said in terms of why they think this, this new deposit is so important? To put it light, the green transition on paper, fine. Uh, should have been done ages ago. But we're looking at a, a landscape that is already shattered, and they're trying to push in more into an already shattered landscape where we throughout history as an indigenous people had to uh, always move, always go somewhere else. And it's always us, it's always the indigenous community that has to. And now it's just a new thing, the, the next fix, the next big fix. The day after LKAB's announcement, representatives from the local Sami reindeer herding community held their own press conference. What did they say they would want to see happen? They don't want the mine to proceed. Swedish Sami say their land rights should be protected under the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. 
For now, there's no new mine yet, and the red tape might take a decade or more to get through. The company will have to show what it's doing to mitigate impacts on on people and on the environment. It'll probably be years before anything's actually pulled out of the ground there. But mining executives want to speed up the process. A Swedish energy spokesperson said reindeer herding is a protected civil right, and the government believes it can coexist with mining in northern Sweden. A spokesperson for LKAB also spoke with Kim last week. Yes, there is a risk that there will be an impact, perhaps even a huge impact, on the reindeer herding. Mm. But we think, considering we've been here 130 years, and we've been making an impact on the, on the reindeer herding uh, during these years, but fi- we have find, found solutions. So that's why we at LKB still have hope that it will be possible to find solutions together with the Sami village, because it is in our interest too for, for reindeer herding to be able to continue. It seems like this is um, a tough situation because on the one hand, there's a lot of pressure to kind of fund and push forward the transition to green energy, which this mine helps to do. But there's also the consequences, the impact that it'll have on these local people. Yeah, I think it's really um, quite a difficult situation because the European Union, they kind of see themselves as a potential good actor. There are some officials in Europe who think doing this in Europe means that there's a a better chance that they can do it in a way that respects human rights and, and that is less environmentally damaging. You can kind of see on the one hand that there's a lot of hope from a European perspective in what this can mean for the clean transition, for dealing with climate change. You can even see the the perspective of, you know, hope for having a, a more secure supply chain, being less reliant on other countries. But at the same time, I think it's exposing the reality of Europe's indigenous people. They feel like they are bearing the brunt of climate change, but they've also, in their minds, borne the brunt of all of the development that's happened in that area. They've moved multiple times. They've adjusted for developments that have come in, and they don't feel like the clean transition should be built on their backs. That's all for today, Monday, January 30th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.